0: I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Marbosyan, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of April 29.
1: In the news, the foreign ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia to meet in Dushanbe on May 13. Ongoing opposition protests are calling for the resignation of Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan. And a number of former state officials issue a statement on the critical situation in the country following the 2020 Artsakh war. Today, Armenia's
0: Foreign Minister, Arat Mirzoyan, spoke with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, who recommended holding a trilateral meeting between the foreign ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia on May 13 in Dushanbe within the framework of the session of CIS Foreign Ministers' Council. According to a statement issued by Armenia's foreign ministry, Mirzayan has agreed to the meeting.
1: This week, Mirzayan also held a phone conversation with Azerbaijan's foreign minister, Jehun Bayramov, This was their second phone conversation following the trilateral meeting uh, in Brussels on April 6. The sides agreed on the structure of the Commission on Delimitation and Border Security and agreed to convene a meeting of the Commission in the near future. The foreign ministers also discussed humanitarian issues as well as preparations for peace negotiations.
0: According to Russia's foreign ministry representative, Denis Gonchar, Russia is supporting the negotiations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. He also said that Moscow welcomes the efforts of third parties In the uh, mediating processes, if those efforts are not uh, geopolitical games. Gonchar also noted that many issues on the Armenian Azerbaijani agenda are being addressed through the trilateral statements, including the initiation of the demarcation and delimitation processes and the opening of regional communication routes.
1: The French Foreign Ministry also issued a statement announcing France's support for bilateral talks between the Armenian and Azerbaijani foreign ministers, including the peace process between the two countries. According to To the statement, the French co-chair to the OEC Minsk Group, Bryce Roquefoy, will visit Baku next week. Roquefoy was in Yerevan at the beginning of April after Sergei Lavrov announced that the U.S. and France were refusing to cooperate with Russia within the Minsk Group. It is noteworthy that in the statement, Roquefort is mentioned as the French ambassador for the EU-Eastern Partnership. Last week, uh, the U.S. State Department uh, called the U.S. co-chair Andrew Schoffer as the U.S. Department of State Senior Advisor for Caucasus' negotiations. And earlier in the month, the Russian co-chair Igor Khovayev was appointed as Special Envoy for Fostering Relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. So it's interesting that the three co-chairs now have new titles, new titles. Or
0: are being not being called co-chairs anymore. Well, well,
1: remains to be seen. Well,
0: following the telephone conversation between Mirzoan and Bayramov, Azerbaijan's president, Ilham Aliyev told Igor Khovayev that Azerbaijan is ready to negotiate with Armenia, that Baku has already appointed the delegates, which will represent Azerbaijan in the negotiations with Armenia and assign the members of the commission for the demarcation and delimitation of the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. The Armenian side has yet to announce who will negotiate with Azerbaijan and who will be included in the delimitation commission. And yesterday, Aliyev announced that a joint meeting of the Demarcation and Delimitation Commission will take place and that a trilateral meeting between the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and the president of the European Council may take place in the beginning of May. However, today, Vahan Hunanyan, the spokesperson of Armenia's foreign ministry, said that a trilateral meeting in Brussels is not being discussed discussed at this stage. Uh, and yesterday, uh, Maria Zakharova's the spokesperson of the Russian Foreign Ministry said that there are principal disagreements over the status of Karabakh between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and this is referring to any expected meetings or unexpected meetings.
1: Also this week, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said during a Senate hearing of the Foreign Operations Committee that the U.S. has been trying to push back on any unilateral actions in Nagorno-Karabakh, particularly by Azerbaijan, that would only inflame the situation, and that the U.S. has a number of programs in place that are part. Part of the budget to try to help advance more peaceful prospects. No further details were offered. The chair of the Senate Committee, Robert Menendez, stated that Baku is trying to, quote, eliminate the presence of Armenians living in Nagorno-Karabakh.
0: And on April 26, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan received NATO Secretary General, Special Representative for the Caucasus and Central Asia, Javier Colomina. Pashinyan told the NATO envoy that Armenia values the partnership with NATO, especially within the framework of peacekeeping missions, and is interested in deepening it. Speaking about the situation in the region, Pashinyan stated that it is tense and that Armenia is taking steps to resolve existing problems, adding that the support of international partners is needed for that.
1: Javier Kolomina said his visit is an opportunity to discuss the prospects of partnership as well as regional developments, adding that NATO is committed to peace and stability in the South Caucasus and ready to assist in that process. The slides also touched upon regional and international security issues and the situation, obviously, around Nagorno-Karabakh.
0: This week, Armenia's Foreign Minister, Arat Mirzoen, visited India to participate in the Raisina Dialogue 2022 conference on geopolitics and geoeconomics, in the framework of which he met his Indian counterpart and India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Issues on the agenda of Armenian-Indian relations were discussed during the meetings. Arat Mizoyan was accompanied by representatives of the business and investment circles of Armenia who participated in an Indian-Armenian joint business forum and as a reminder, last year in September, India's foreign minister visited Armenia for the first time ever.
1: Now, coming back to uh, Armenia, opposition protests are still ongoing. Last week, the leader of the I Have Honor Alliance, uh, Artur Vanettian, started a sit-in in Liberty Square. This week, members of the Armenia Alliance also joined the protests, initiating street demonstrations in different parts of Yerevan, really imitating the same kind of... Um, Methods that were used during the 2018 uh, Velvet Revolution. And even
0: before, before, so sure. I was thinking, Maria, that uh, the, maybe there's no w- new way of protesting, <laughs> right. but uh, it's just from from years, decades ago mm-hmm. also some Yeah, the yeah, tactics are, are
1: similar. Members of the Armenia Alliance have also started marches to Yerevan from, you know, different regions in the country, from Ichevan, and this was symbolic because it's the hometown of Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, from Tikranashen, a town in Ararat region bordering Nakhichevan, and other towns. Uh, dozens were detained during these protests because there were scuffles with uh, police officers the opposition has announced that they are planning something very big a very big demonstration on may 1 which is this sunday and they're saying that it's going to be um Pivotal in their movement. We don't know exactly. It's the second stage also. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and also the family members of soldiers killed during the 2020 Arsah war joined the street protest this week, demanding Pashinyan's resignation. The parents and relatives of the fallen soldiers were angered by Pashinyan's remarks that even if the war could have been averted, the result would have been the same, only without the deaths. Uh, Last week, they submitted a claim against Pashinyan to the prosecutor's office, arguing that Pashinyan publicly admitted deliberately sacrificing thousands of lives. Today, the parents and relatives blocked Vazgan-Sarkisyan Street, where the prosecutor general's office is located. This is in downtown Yerevan, and they were demanding a meeting with him.
1: And this week, a number of former state officials issued a statement um, that they called the future of the Republic of Artsakh is a pan-national responsibility, and asked all concerned circles in Armenia, Artsakh, and the diaspora to join them. The statement mentioned several challenges that Armenia and Artsakh are facing following the 2020 Artsakh War, and which require clarifications based on Armenia's state interests. According to the statement, the nagorno karabakh conflict is based on the right to self-determination and cannot be... You know, placed on the bargaining table, the status of the Republic of Artsakh, including Shushi and Hadrut, the return of Armenians to those regions, the security of the people of Artsakh and communication with the Russian peacekeeping mission must become a foreign policy priority for Armenia. Um, only the Defense Army of Artsakh and the Armenian Armed Forces can guarantee the security of Artsakh. Armenia's security depends on Artsakh. The Armenian genocide is indisputable. And the Armenian-Turkish negotiations without preconditions and talks between the two countries cannot be tied to the Artsakh conflict, which invariably, you know, we've had articles about this, that the armenia turkey negotiations are always sort of, um, the the garapakh conflict always plays a very... Um, integral role in those negotiations
0: and because also, always turkey announces that they're consulting with azerbaijan in relation to how normalization proceeds.
1: Well, the authors
0: of the statement argued that as long as these issues are not solved, the intentions behind the armenian azerbaijani and Armenian-Turkish negotiations are questionable. To overcome the challenges that Armenia and Artsakh face, they call on using diplomacy and the efforts of all Armenians. Former foreign ministers Rafi Hovanisyan, Vartan Oskanian, and Ara Evazyan, ambassadors and former foreign ministry officials as well as public figures have joined the statement.
1: Today, Prime Minister Nigel Pashinyan and Artsakh's President Aray Karotunyan met to discuss uh, projects being carried out in Artsakh and the solution of all um, outstanding issues. In his opening remarks, Pashinyan said that after the war in 2020, Yerevan has always coordinated its projects and negotiations with the authorities in Artsakh, adding that the beneficiaries of the settlement of the the conflict is Artsakh itself and its population, and that it is impossible to imagine that negotiations will be kept secret from um, the people of Artsakh and the authorities there. Pashinyan went on to say that the peace agenda that he proposed is not the agenda of the defeated, but an agenda to overcome the difficulties of the war and to ensure the security, protection of human rights and future of the people. He also added that the bulk of the partnership with Artsakh is in social economic uh, areas, which the prime minister described as important in ensuring that the people of Artsakh continue to live there.
0: In response, Aray Karotinyan, the president of Artsakh, stated that the people of Artsakh welcome the peace agenda as no one wants peace more than they do, but uh, that they also cannot divert from the path of self-determination as they see no other alternative for the solution to the conflict. In this regard, Harutunian welcomed Pashinyan's announcement that no document unacceptable for Artsakh and its population will be signed.
1: Harutunian also stated that security is obviously the main issue for Artsakh, adding that thanks to the Russian peacekeeping forces, the situation has been Relatively stable recently, um, Pashinyan on, uh, noted that the incursion of Azerbaijani armed forces into the territories controlled by the peacekeepers is worrisome and expressed hope that the peacekeepers will be able to achieve the withdrawal of Azerbaijani armed forces. According to Pashinyan, this is also an important issue for the population of Artsakh for them to assess the security mechanisms that are currently in place.
0: Yesterday, an Armenian conscript was fatally wounded, allegedly by another serviceman. An investigation is underway to clarify the circumstances of the incident. Also last weekend, Armenia's defense ministry reported that an Armenian serviceman crossed over to Azerbaijan territory in yet unknown circumstances and remains under Azerbaijani custody. According to the ministry, measures are being taken to return a soldier to Armenia. And earlier, Armenia's defense ministry had denied Baku's accusations that Armenia Armed forces attempted a subversive operation into the territory controlled by Azerbaijani armed forces on the southeastern part of the Armenian Azerbaijani border. And this is something we have every week.
1: Every week. Well, last weekend marked the 107th anniversary of the Armenian genocide. Government officials, representatives of foreign diplomatic missions, and the public visited the genocide memorial starting from, you know, very early on, on April 24. The day before, the traditional torchlight procession from the city center to Zizernagapert, that's the genocide memorial, took place. Um, former presidents Robert Kocharyan and Serge Sarkisian also participated in the procession.
0: In his message on the commemoration of the genocide, Pashinyan stated that commemorating the genocide is also an opportunity to look back at the history of Armenians and to state that Armenians must have the levers to make their own decisions over their destiny. According to Pashinyan, having an independent state is a manifestation of Armenians taking their destiny into their own hands and it is with this realization that Armenia is promoting its peace agenda because the most effective tool for ensuring Armenia's security is accomplished statehood and peace. And according to Armenia's prime minister, this is yet another reason why Armenia is holding talks aimed at normalizing relations with
1: Turkey. Pashinyan stated that Armenia must consistently direct the consolidation of pan-Armenian potential and capabilities toward this very goal, adding that Armenia stated is the most impressive way to honor the memory of the victims of the genocide, and it must become the symbol and guarantee of the unbreakable will of the Armenian people to live.
0: In a statement on the anniversary of the genocide, Armenia's foreign ministry noted that international recognition of the Armenian genocide will serve to strengthen the system of security guarantees in the region, suppressing aspirations for new ethnic cleansing and prevention of recurrence of such crimes against humanity in any other part of the world.
1: On April 22, um, some disturbing, I mean, disturbing for us and should be disturbing for everyone, images um, started appearing on social media networks of Turkey's foreign minister Mevlet Cavusoglu showing the sign of the Grey Wolves. It's a hand gesture that um, everybody knows is the Grey Wolves' uh, gesture. It's a, And the Grey Wolves is a national Turkish organization. Banned uh, in some countries. That's right. World. And he did this while passing... You know, by uh, a demonstration that was, that was taking place in front of the Turkish embassy in Uruguay by the Armenian community there. Uh, following the incident, the Turkish ambassador in Montevideo was called into the foreign ministry to explain the actions of the foreign minister. Uruguay was the first country in the world that officially recognized the Armenian genocide in 1965. Edward Agadjanyan, the head of the Parliamentary Commission of Foreign Relations, said that Chavo choglus gesture was deplorable, that the act does not contribute to the reconciliation process between the two countries.
0: I really wonder what explanation the ambassador gave for Ch- Chavo choglus I mean, did you uh, see the, the video yes. image? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan issued a message to the Armenian Patriarch of Constantinople and the Armenian community, offering his sincere condolences to the relatives of the Ottoman Armenians who died in the difficult conditions of the First World War. In his message, Erdogan also spoke about the importance of healing the wounds of the past together and fostering ties between people. He also asked the Armenian community of Istanbul for their contribution in the Armenian-Turkish dialogue. At the at the same time, Ankara and Baku condemned U.S. President Joe Biden for saying Armenian genocide again in his annual speech.
1: And about Armenian-Turkish dialogue, the special envoys, uh, Ruben Rubinian of Armenia and Sirdar Kilic of Turkey, are set to meet for the third time. On May 3 in Vienna, Um, this was announced by Armenia's foreign ministry without any further details. And we really don't know the content of their conversations and where this process is going, but we just know that it is... They're going to meet or they have met. Right. That's all we say.
0: Well, in other news, a police car escorting the motorcade of Prime Minister Pashinyan hit a 28-year-old pregnant woman, killing her this week. The police officer driving the vehicle was arrested a few hours after the incident. Pashinyan and his team were criticized for not stopping the motorcade after the accident. The following day, on April 26, Pashinyan issued a message offering his condolences to the family of the young woman.
1: According to Armenia's investigative committee, the police officer driving the vehicle is facing criminal charges on two counts uh, for causing the death of uh, the young woman and for leaving the scene of the accident. However, the police officer's lawyer uh, claims that um, the person involved, the driver, stopped the car 50 meters away from the accident and walked back, adding that the officer was present when the woman was transferred to hospital by the ambulance. At this point, the the woman died, obviously, and we don't know um, what the situation is at the moment. We have two opposing positions here.
0: Well, um, an Armenian military officer was arrested on April 20 on charges of espionage for a third country and state treason. According to the National Security Service, the officer transferred state secrets, lists of military students who studied in foreign military academies with him, the names of the commanders of his military unit, as well as the number of missile systems in the military unit, information on the loss of military equipment during the 44-day war, locations of training sites, and uh, commanding officers participating in the exercises.
1: It was also discovered that the individual did not properly carry out his military duties during the war, which resulted in the loss of military equipment. He continued his cooperation with the third country after the war as well, and transferred information on the type and quantity of imported weapons. He was also planning to hand over classified maps in return for $8,000 U.S. but was arrested before he could do so.
0: Yesterday, Robert Khachatryan was appointed as the Minister of High-Tech Industry. The position had been vacant since March when former Minister Vahagn Khachatryan was elected as President. Khachatryan served as Deputy Minister of High-Tech Industry before his appointment as Minister.
1: Also yesterday, Armenia's government allocated $750 billion Armenian dirhams, that's just over 1.6 million US dollars for the construction of a new metro station in Yerevan's Achapnyak district. Yerevan Mayor Hirachia Sarkisyan said during the government session that the initial Um, Funding uh, is for the first stages of actually designing um, the station. The construction of the station will cost 50 million U.S. dollars. That's a lot of money for a metro station, isn't it? The government intends to secure the rest of the funding through cooperation with the private sector.
0: And the government is curbing the COVID restrictions since the daily numbers of infections remain low. Uh, travelers will not be required to show negative PCR tests upon entering Armenia and, and workers will not have to present one at their workplace every week anymore. Anymore.
1: And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a good day and we'll be back again next week.